0: Welcome back to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. Fegels, Schmelk, you, 201-939-4513. It's all presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. The Giants coming off a win against the Bears. They've now won three of their last four games. Pretty good. Jeff, a quarter of the season to go. The Giants stand at 4-8, and 3-1 and one in quarter number three and the quarter number four. Your feel for kind of where this team is right mm-hmm. now and where they're headed.
1: Well, I think that we talk about it all the time with the quarters. You know, the coaches, like to, the coaches like to do things in quarters. So you come out of that bye and you had a really successful, if you can go 3-1 and one in this next quarter, I think things will be real well. And so, you know, the answer to your question is I think that the confidence is very high in this team. I think this team believes that they now can go in and win games where at the beginning of the season I'm not so sure um, from an outsider's standpoint that, that was that was the truth. Um, you always have it in the locker room where you think you can win a game, but it realistically, can you? I don't know. Um, but I think that you know, going down to play this game this week and starting that fourth quarter in the, in the final phase of the season, good chance to go down there and get a victory against the Redskins. I don't think this game will be any, anything near what it was the first time. Um, I think these are two different teams completely when you think about how hurt the Redskins are and how much better the Giants are. So that'll be good, but I think I think the I think the state of the team is is good. I think a lot of positive things coming out of the locker room, and really going to show you that that team stuck together, played a lot of complimentary football last week when it came to the overtime and to win that Bears game. And you kind of want to have one of those games every year that you come out of it thinking to yourself, "Hey, we took it into overtime. Um, we came, we overcame some obstacles, and we persevered and got the win at home, which is always a good thing."
0: Yeah, no question about it. Um, and I want to get into a question I got from one of our fans on Twitter uh, a little bit later on. But let's talk about this game specifically first. It is the Friday before the game. We should do a little bit of a preview here. Sure. And I guess we'll start with where you did with the Redskins, and that's where all their injuries are, which is on the offensive side of the ball. They now, I think, have five guards. Yeah, uh, they had, they had, on a, injury they had reserve. a list of this stuff. Like, um, this they're Jonathan Cooper, who was one of their backups, got hurt. Now Tony Berg- Bergstrom, who stepped in for him, is hurt. The other kid that stepped in, the other guard position, Oh, boy. Let me see if I can remember what well, the there's kid's too name many, there's was. There's a lot of them. Um, he's on the injury report this week, too. They already lost their two starters at the beginning of the year. Brandon Sheriff, the uh, All-Pro, being one of them. So, they are a mess inside. They still have Trent Williams and Morgan Moses outside, which helps, but this has really affected Adrian Peterson's ability to run the ball the last four weeks. He's... Hasn't gotten more than seventy yards in the game until last week when he had that one ninety-yard run. Otherwise, I think he was like eight rushes for nine yards in the game. So that interior of their offensive line uh, has really, I think, jeopardized how they want to play, which is run the ball first. To one of the highest percentage of runs on first down teams in the league. Um, but if you can't block inside, Jeff, it's hard to do that.
1: Well, I got you're right, but I, I still think that you're that's still going to be their their um, their formula this week. Is just they still have to try to run the football. They got Adrian Peterson. Um, and then of course you got Sanchez. So I don't know what's going on with this microphone today. You keep going over it like this. I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm not moving at all. Under my mouth, back and forth. Um, yeah. Then look. But and, you're and right. If you can't if you can't right. block up front and you can't run the football, and I think but I I do believe that they will try to go there. And then of course gonna have to put the ball in. Mark Sanchez is home uh, hand, in hands. But listen, Mark Sanchez is a serviceable quarterback. He's not a, you know, yes, he's a journeyman. He hasn't played in basically three years, started a football game. But I, I think that the Gi- the Giants can, can win this game if they can stop the running game and then force – Mark Sanchez into making some mistakes. Yeah, you you know to. he's going to. No, look, you, you have to. You know he's going to throw throw you an interception.
0: Or run into somebody's backside and drop the ball maybe. But <laughs> Which he's been asked about this week. <laughs> I'm sure he has been. Um, And that, and that's the thing. Look, like you said, Mark Sanchez isn't some Joe Schmo. He he knows how to play football. But his track record is his track record, right? Yeah. So
1: he's been out of football for three years. I mean, not out of football, but he hasn't played. Just goes to show you that there's still, you know,
0: if he goes out there and you make him beat you and he beats you, you take a long look at your defense and then you tip your cap and you say, <laughs> And first okay, of all, you're sick fine, going home on right, the train. Good for you. But you're right, Jeff. And, and for a Giants defense that has struggled to stop the run the last three or four weeks, and I think it uh, the loss of snacks
1: oh, no question. affects
0: this group. Sure. Because Dalvin Tomlinson's good, but he doesn't have snacks with him in there. BJ Hill's good, but he doesn't have snacks with him in there. So, it does make a difference. I still understand the trade, why they made it. Um, It's more of a a financial future thing than it was a current, you know, season try to win type of thing. So, I get it, but stopping the run in this game is paramount. If they do that, and as long as this team doesn't just completely... For lack of a better term, throw up all of themselves yeah. in this game and turn it over three or four times. Special teams touchdowns. Yeah. Let the Redskins get a defensive touchdown. You know, just breakdowns on defense where guys are running free and nobody's near them. You know, the Giants should win this football game
1: they, if they play disciplined football and they on defense can continue to get turnovers because you know the 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 theme here is when the Giants defense gets turnovers, they win their games.
0: Period. And Mike. the Giants protect the ball. Those two things in tandem. Yep.
1: Yep. And if those, if, and I think that if you, the Giants' defense can do that and the offense can just be disciplined and run the football and not try to do crazy things and not turn it over, they'll win this game. They really will. And they'll get back. They'll get their fifth game of the season. And this will be a whole season of looking back saying, what if, what if the Giants had won that Eagles game? What if, what if, what if? But the fact is, I think that you asked me this earlier, I think the state of this team is going up, and, and I think it's good.
0: And I want to get to the and the question I got from our fan on Twitter, and I saw, I told him it was just too complex of a question for me to address in a tweet, and I will talk about it on the show. So I'll get to that in a second. Um, and it, basically the question was, what's the difference with the Giants between the first half of the season and the second half? Well, and geez. we'll get to that. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of factors involved in that. I actually just talked to Eli for the pregame show on the radio I did like a 13 minute interview. I got to cut that thing in half on the edit. You so <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I got to do that after the show. But we had a long, in depth conversation about the offense, and I'll reveal some of the stuff he talked about um, when we answer that question. But the Redskins' defense is still good, Jeff. And I think no, they're fun. You four. Know, yeah, they're ranked ninth in, in total defense. A lot of that is because they're 27th twenty seventh against the pass. Uh, they're one of the few teams in the league that still play a ton of man to man defense. They try to bring pressure against the quarterback. The Giants never have teams play man-to-man against them. We'll see if the Redskins do in this game against the Giants. Myriad of weapons. Looks look like Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram are both going to be playing. Neither one of those guys on the injury report, by the way. Only B.J. Goodson and Tay Davis on the report. They're questionable. Everybody else is fine. They'll be good to go. This front is really good. Zach Brown's a good linebacker. Mason Foster's a quality linebacker. Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, uh, Matt Ioannidis, uh, Jonathan Allen and DeRon Payne, the two Alabama guys, they sacked Eli Manning seven times in that first game between the Giants and the Redskins. The Giants are a better team now. They're a different team up front. But that front can change the way you play. And you said it. You got to run the football on early downs, or this could be a real long day for the Giants offense.
1: It is. They're, they are third on. They're 29th in the league on third down. So if you can get into some manageable third downs on some productivity on first and second down, then you got a chance. But that front four, uh, they are stout against the run. But sure, you know what? The Giants have been able to run the football better and better each week, and they still have to do it because when you get those short third down and you're able to convert them and take time of possession. Go down there and score the football. You got a chance to win. I got a stat for you, Jeff. How about that? I love stats. All
0: right. Give me one. Here's a good one. Okay. The Redskins' defense on third down. You just mentioned it, right? On third downs of fewer than four yards, so third and short, Mm -hmm. the Redskins are the worst third down defense in football, allowing opposing teams to convert 82% of the time. So if you can succeed on first and second down and get in that third and manageable, third and short, you're going to move the ball on this team. And the reason the Redskins' defense is eighth in scoring but 19 in yardage is twofold. One, red zone. They're ninth in the league in in red zone defense. I think they're around 51%. The second one is the bigger one, and this goes back to what the Bears did last week. The Redskins have 22 takeaways, fourth best in the league. Only three teams are better. They're plus nine this year. Okay. Well, you got the bears. So they're really, really good at taking the ball away and stopping teams from scoring in the red zone. Uh, they've also only allowed one run, one run of 20 more yards this year. Yeah. They're ninth that's in the red zone. that's really, really good. So those things together is how the Redskins can win this game. It's with their defense. Uh, a lot of pressure is going to be on this giant's offensive line is the Redskins do want to pressure. They'll bring extra guys to, they will blitz and play man behind that blitz. and, That's how the Redskins beat the Giants, if they can just dominate up front. The Giants' offensive line has been good enough where they haven't let that happen the last few weeks. They've let the offense function. We'll see if that can happen on Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at the last two teams the Giants have played. They've had pretty good front four and even front seven. get the Eagles and the the Bears. So, you know, they've been tested the last two weeks, and now they're going to go down to Washington and play a, a team that's very good up front. Um, and should be able to have some success if they do it in the right areas. And then we mentioned those areas. Uh, they are they are good in the red zone. But you know what? The Giants are pretty good in the red zone offensively. So that's a good matchup to watch. All
0: right, you want to do some calls real quick, Jeff? Sure. All right, and then I'll get to the callers, uh, the uh, tweeter's the tweeter, question tweet, a little tweet. bit tweet. later. But for now, let's go to the phones at 201-939-4513. Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Let's go to Maurice in Montclair. He's Hi, up next.
2: Maurice, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? How you doing? Doing Very great, good. Maurice. Happy what's Friday. Up, I'm doing good, man. Haven't called in in a while. I just wanted to, like, kind of give my thoughts on, like, the season as I see it going. Sure. And um, you guys touched on a, a, a lot of great points, but um, I think this team is really, like, heading in the right direction. I know everybody's been talking about that. But um, I think all good teams have an identity, right? And I think with some of the, like, hallmark staple guys that we have offensively, I think really, you know, you're starting to see, like, it's going to be a Barkley show. No disrespect to Beckham because you need playmakers on the outside. We all know that. But I think that the Giants moving forward, are they're creating that identity for themselves that teams know, you know, they, the Giants are coming to run the ball. I think when the Giants have been at their best in the past, We've been able to do that to flip to flip gears, and this is something that I'm sure uh, Jeff can uh, can appreciate. Uh, the guy the the punter was his named Dixon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: right. He, he's been he's been a surprise. He's been a pleasant one too, because when the Giants first uh, announced that, you know, with the Brad Wing situation, and nobody knew who this kid was, I didn't know who he was, but I think he's been um, a pleasant surprise. He shouldn't be um pretty uh like you know hard to keep you know rolling over to next year mm-hmm. so i think you know this special team's been playing well defensively you know it's it's hard, it's been hard for us to stop the run and you guys touched on that with the loss of snacks and things now with collins being out but i really see this game you know being a game where i feel like eli is going to be able to spread the ball out more like a lot of different guys are going to have touches and things of that nature um And I I just um, want to ask you guys, if you guys know, you probably could look it up later or ask one of the guys in the back to check this out. Is Barkley, if he finishes the year without fumbling, will he be the only full-time running back as far as in Giants history to not put the ball on the ground in a season? You
0: just jinxed him. That's a a good question. (laughs) Um, NFL history, certainly not. There's other players that have done that. Um, giant sister, I don't know. Let me, uh, let me see if I could check that out. Maybe we can get Eisen to get me the answer on that. I'm sure he's the guy that would have that, right? You would think. Yeah, that's a,
1: that's a pretty impressive uh, statistic if it happens, by the way. You know, so I would say especially someone because who does the so Giants many, have
0: been around so long, and, maybe. And for a guy like Barkley, Jeff, who and oh moves in traffic, spins, yeah. turns, puts his yeah. back to the defense, he, yeah. he goes in the air, he hurdles guys. For him to not have fumbled, and he hasn't fumbled since 2016, by the way, going back to his college career. He didn't fumble as a junior at Penn State either. Uh, it really is amazing.
2: So, yeah, it is. I'm telling you, I've been watching it. It's like, it's amazing. So I had to ask you guys, and I just want to leave you guys with this. I always like to leave you guys with okay. you to Think about. Fact of fiction, will Odell Beckham at the end of the season eclipse double-digit touchdowns?
0: How many does he have now?
2: I think he has six.
0: I'm going to go fiction on that. I appreciate the call, Maurice. Thanks a lot. I, just think, right, I-, no. I-, I think the defenses they play the rest of the way are actually pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, this week, the Redskins are good. The Titans have a very good defense, a good front. And then the Cowboys have one of the top three or four defenses in the whole league. So uh, the Colts struggle a little bit on that side. So I think you could have a big game there, especially indoors in Indianapolis. But, but six otherwise, you got, I mean, you got to get four and you got to get a touchdown a game here. And you yeah. got three pretty good defenses. It's possible. Look, it, you never you, yeah. you, it, you never it, say Odell can't do it. He's amazing. It could, amazing, be, close. It, it could yeah. be close. I, I would have played in the odds. I think you got to go under there.
1: One thing you brought up, Maurice, when you talk about... The the Giants' special teams, you know, they were if not the worst, one of the worst special teams units in the National Football League last year. Um, one Aldrick, you know, didn't have a good year. The Brad Wing was very erratic. They got rid of him. They traded for Riley Dixon from Denver, so they brought him in here. Um, and then you look at the coverage teams; have been pretty good. But more importantly, look at the return teams. I mean, you have not seen the production out of the kickoff return team like this in a couple of years and their punt returns you know yeah they're not haven't had one for a touchdown yet but they're getting 9 10 11 yards of return that's one first down for the offense so that's a good that's a big thing and and I think really when you look at what Aldrich Rosas has done this year he's been a solid solid contributor to this team i mean he has only missed one field goal it's been over 50 yards, so he's basically perfect inside of 50 this year and done an, ex- an exceptional job. So that's something that the, when you're a 1-7 in team at the first half of the season and even a team that's growing and building, your special teams has to be good. <laughs> and you look at the like Michael Thomas, these guys that, and, and some of the younger guys that have come in here and really contributed to special teams – those guys are going to make a mark for themselves and going up to next year, too. Big, it's, young. A young roster has to play well on special teams because those guys that are still on the bubble trying to make the team next year are showing this organization that they can they can play.
0: Let's go to Jimmy from Rose Hill up in the Bronx. Uh, Jimmy? He's at Fordham. What's up, Jimmy?
3: Hey, guys. How are you? Doing good. good. What's up? As usual. Yep. Uh, John, I want to talk about, um, you know, what I, I called earlier in the week. I'd like to talk to you uh, a little bit more about what I think is... It'll be a critical thing to watch on Sunday. Sure. But I'm absolutely thrilled to be talking with talking with Jeff. So Thank before you. I get to you, John, if I'll I talk can to him. just oh. address a, a couple of comments towards Jeff's way, if you sure. don't mind. Thank
1: you. Fine. <laughs> Step aside, <laughs> Schmoke.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff. Uh, I guess it was during the summer, something. I don't know when it was. But you had Joel Rodriguez on the phone, one of your oh, sure. former uh, yep. Miami Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And. Um, uh, I know you know him, but I got to know Joel when he was up here at, at Fordham for four years. Oh, nice! And he's an absolute—he's a wonderful guy. Um, I broke a lot of bread, if you know what I mean, with Joel. Sure. Uh You know, during his tenure. Uh, and I know down in Miami, he's—I um, uh, guess he's in some kind of a—a uh, a function where he's—he's—he's he's, he's he's, he's helping to transition the kids into pro, but he's not coaching. And Joel, I tell you, that's a guy that belongs. That belongs on a sideline somewhere mm-hmm. uh, instead of doing what he 's doing, but if you see him, tell him the old uh, Lyman Jimmy had, uh, you know said hello. he got me tickets to the miami uh, Georgia Tech game right. uh, a number of years ago. he 's just a great guy anyway, um, if you could do that jeff i 'd sure. appreciate it sure. but here 's my question for you. I must have watched this replay like a hundred times, but um, and, and you 've probably answered this question a hundred times, but the snap on uh, the Tynes kick in Green Bay. Okay. What, what that, Which one? split second, <laughs> that split second when that snap was a little high. I mean, what went through your head?
0: Oh, <laughs> Don't swear. No.
1: <laughs> what, what was going through my head is just, just don't drop it. You know, just catch right. it and get it. The, the last thing you wanna do is, is think about putting it down and where the laces are and all that. It's just a natural progression of how it works. And because we worked together for so long, that's mm-hmm. just something that just naturally occurs. It's very, it's very organic that goes through there. And you know, when it was that cold, I was wearing gloves. That was the one that I've told people this all the time. It's the only game I ever wore gloves, and that was what Are I you- was more worried about was because oh, you I was wearing
3: gloves I, I was that, wearing I look gloves for that. I didn't Oh yeah that was the first time ever hands on you but it, no, you were wearing No gloves. no I,
1: I was and I was more worried about the gloves than I was catching the ball putting it down things like that but
0: Did you at be point during the game think about taking the gloves off
1: No because they were actually they were working well They were helping they were okay. helping yeah okay. because it was that cold um and I've, and I've been cold where my hands have been cold and catching the, the footballs, and it's not fun. It's like catching a brick. So, the, actually, oh, the, the gloves <laughs> take a little of the sting off. At that if you want to kind of relate to it, that's kind of what mm-hmm. helped. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, listen, I, what, uh, that was just – I could see I'm, – I'm, I'm there right now. I'm telling you, Jimmy. I am there. It was amazing. And, and, and Jimmy, real quick. <laughs> I'm getting uh, goosebumps. <laughs> and and,
0: and since, since you're a big fan, I'm going to ask Jeff this question for you. What did your foot Thank look you. like after that game? After you punted the ball? <laughs> well, you, mine
1: was fine, but you know, I only kicked it 5 times, 6 times that game, but Tyne's he bruised his foot if you remember. He bruised his foot and, and um, think, you know, he had to he didn't practice the following almost the whole week because of it.
3: It was swollen, right? It like was it swollen, was swollen, yeah, yeah,
1: because that ball was like he was like kicking a brick.
3: Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> all these little things that you know. Yep. <laughs> never get reported. But I'll tell you no what, times he had the confidence. Was probably right to on his instep there. Geez, I got some of the insoles. We were we right were punting there.
1: there. I was ready to go out, and we were, and he just <laughs> ran onto the field. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, he had <laughs> but, missed his two previous again, kicks, th- and time and time shorter ones replay,
3: too. It's almost like. Yep. If you know, if and they the camera close. went inside your you know, helmet, your eyes close. had to get a little bit bigger <laughs> as that ball was coming back, well, not I was, quite where it should be. Well, listen, anyways, I in Jeremy and, uh, and, and smoke <laughs> is
1: laughing because he said he wasn't even close. They weren't close. They were all over the place. That's why when he ran on the field, I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> this is this is further <laughs> than the other two you
0: missed, dude. Remember, his dad is was is basically like a former Navy SEAL. Oh, yeah, yeah, so he's got guts on him now. Yeah, he so. does. Oh, no, yeah. he does. He has always uh, had. He, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: So, well, thank you for bringing us back there, and I appreciate the compliment. I
3: really Still,
0: Jimmy, and, and I've been to two Super Bowls and a bunch of crazy games. That is still my favorite game that I've ever been at, and it's not close. Yeah, it was well, just...
3: my—I mean, I'm a little—not just a little—I'm a lot older than the both of you, and uh, I mean, I was at the—I was at the very first Super Bowl until the day I die. That'll always be my favorite. Well you have very? even the very, well, the uh, very John, first Giants? About, um, Jimmy, hold on, Jimmy, real quick. Sunday, Jimmy, real quick. Mean, real quick. Yeah real quick. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, real quick. Jimmy, hold on one second. The the <laughs> sure. very first Giants Super Bowl or Super Bowl one with like the Packers?
3: Oh no 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 no! I'm not. Okay, no, I don't the, know. It, it. In. in Pasadena. Okay, in I got you. That sounds good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I was on with the guys earlier in the week, and, and you hit on it, John. I really think that um, what I'm going to focus on uh, on Sunday is just how this this new revamped, improved offensive line deals with that um, that deals with that Redskins defense. Yeah. We all know about their injuries, but as I told the guys during the week, and I you know, and I think this is what's going to come down to that that front seven is just uh, I mean that that's going to be that's going to be a handful, and to the extent that we can. That we can win that 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 just that little isolated battle there, um, I think that'll that'll go a long way towards determining the game. And I'm cautiously optimistic that that the line has is 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 just going to continue to progress. As Jeff said, they've had two tough challenges the last two weeks. They got another one. Oh, yeah. They've they've met them up until this point. <clears throat> Time to do it again on Sunday. So Very that's good. what I'm going to focus on. And I'm uh, so I agree. Wholeheartedly with you guys, uh, especially you, John, about where it's going to be won or lost, or what we should be one area to focus on, anyway, if nothing else.
0: Absolutely, Jimmy. Thanks a lot for the call, man. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Take it. Care. Good stuff.
1: It's funny about you know when you look at this team, and I, I was telling this
0: to Paul earlier before we came in here. You know, and by the way, we have some open lines, folks. If you want to get in at two zero one nine three nine four
1: five one three. There, there. A lot of times when you the players around the locker room, good and bad, they have. Effects on the team that you that they're kind of hard to understand and my point is is that when you look at this offensive line and Spencer Pulley and Jamon Brown those two guys you can kind of point to that that was the That was the ingredient to get this offense So going and it's just amazing to me that just something like that can happen and then you go out and win three out of four games. Yeah,
0: and I think this this will be a good way to start our conversation about what's kind of changed for this team from the first half of the season to the second half. And I think it does start there with the talent on the offensive line. No question. You add Brown, he's been their best right guard they've thrown out there all year. Better than what Greco was, better than what Omame was. He just, he's a better player. He's playing he's just better. A, he's a better player. Especially in the run game. And I think Spencer Pulley has been fine in the run game too, but I think it helps having a right guard next to you that's good. So uh, the way the Giants are playing now, they can only play this way if the offensive line blocks better in the running game. And the ironic part of that is by the offensive line blocking better in the running game and being able to run more on first down, you know, be more of a run team, play two tight ends, play a fullback that allows them to protect the offensive line in pass situations, because you're not in third and long, you're not spreading it out. You're not putting three or four wide receivers out there. And so it's ironic that the improved play of the offensive line in one area is allowing you to protect them and help them in an area where frankly Jeff when we've seen this line have to go out there and protect in passing situations where you have to, you know, drop Eli back 5 steps or 7 steps and the other team knows what's coming and the Giants are passing 45 times a game it still doesn't go well. <laughs> that that that's not what you want, but the way that they've been able to change the way they get through their sequences of downs and their series and their possessions it makes everything work and to and, me that's the difference
1: and it's a huge difference and what else makes it work is and it's the steps it's layers so the, the stuff what you talked about also brings into the conversation about being balanced so you're able to run the football on a balanced be able to pass the football and the, look at you said the number. They were dropping back 45 times a game and running at 17. That is not balanced
0: football. And the offensive line was not equipped to win that way. And frankly, no way. they're still not. Okay. Which no, is you why can't it's so that. important for them to and play this way. And they're doing it in part because they're changing their personnel and formations, Jeff. You're seeing much less 11, which for the fans out there is one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers, more and yeah. more fullback with two wide receivers and a tight end, which is 21 personnel, and more 12 personnel, which is one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. And frankly, Jeff, and in that final uh, second to last drive of the fourth quarter, or maybe it was the last drive of the fourth quarter against the Bears, we saw a bunch of 22 personnel where two tight ends and a fullback were in the game. and They sure. ran play action off of that. Yeah. So you're seeing that big personnel more running play action off of that, running the football. And when I talked to Eli Manning today, I asked him, Eli, why does it help to have the bigger people in? Because it seems counterintuitive. You know, you're taking your playmakers off the field. How does that help you? And he kind of explained that that it simplifies what other what the defense can do to you. They can't do exotic stuff. You know what they're going to do based on where they're positioned. They can't try and trick you that way. It kind of makes everything a little easier and a little simpler. And for a team that has so much turned over roster, uh, roster-wise construction, they have only 16 guys from last year— It's just a formula that's working. Before the year, every call we got in the offseason, Jeff, what was it? It was, look at all these weapons. Oh, my goodness. You can spread out Beckham and Barkley and Shepard and Ingram. Look at all these guys. You're going to throw the ball all over the field. It's great. that's what they believe. And this team plays their best when you have Red Ellison and Scott Simonson in the game with Elijah Penny. I mean, (laughs) it sounds insane, but that's the way this team has to win. It's nutso. But it's true. Just look at the first half, second half split against the Bears. There were 20 dropbacks in the first half and seven runs. They couldn't do anything. In the second half, there were 22 runs and 20 dropbacks. And all of a sudden, they're moving the ball and scoring touchdowns. It's not a coincidence. And again, you can't play that way the way the Giants were blocking the first six games of the year. Because you were getting negative two, negative three, negative plays. You couldn't do it. Exactly. You couldn't play that way. But the improved personnel with the improved play has allowed you to change your style, which has gotten the Giants to where they are now.
1: And, you know, the negative plays, we've got to include the sacks in there, the first half of the season. My God, Eli was on pace to break every record there is in getting sacks. And negative runs too, Jeff. Oh, my goodness. But the one thing you bring to the forefront is the fact that you have hat on hats when you go for those bigger bigger personnel packages, and then the defense can't do much because you got enough guys to stop what they want to do. And there's, there's your answer from Eli, and it works. And if it's not broke, don't fix
0: it. Or if it broke, don't break it, as Carl Banks likes to say. And, <laughs> okay. you know,
1: and, and it's funny. Like, a couple of that things. That's true too. football mentality yeah, right there. right? <laughs> no question about it. It's a linebacker for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then, look, the opponents have something to do with it. The Bears are a good opponent. They weren't missing their starting quarterback, but that's still a very high-quality win. Look, the Bucks aren't any good. We get it. Yeah. The 49ers aren't any good. We get it. That has something to do with it. You can't argue that fact. But it's takeaways, too. I mean, the Giants, four wins this year. All four. Have coming games when they've been plus two or better in the turnover ratio.
1: Well, that's that's a that's a common stat that you know that we say all the time. Tom Coughlin every Friday meeting every with Friday. you guys. Yep, yep, and you know. I've told you this a million times, people, that he's he stressed that's the most important statistic in football. And really, when it comes down, to, at least for the Giants, that's the most important statistic right there.
0: And a lot of times it's fluky. It Look, is fluky. T- turnovers can be
1: fluky, but it and, 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 not and, always 100%, but, it, but most of the time it is.
0: And Pat Shermer, I'm not sure if I said this when I was on the show with you last week or somebody else, but Pat Shermer had a great quote. It was last Thursday talking to the media. And, you know, he was talk, talking about takeaways. He goes, Look, my uncle, who Fritz Shermer, if you guys don't know, is a, is a very famous defensive coordinator is like a defensive mastermind back in the 70s and 80s. And he goes, he wrote a book and he get, and he wrote, you can't coach turnovers, you can't coach takeaways. That's not how it works. What you do is coach good defensive fundamentals, make sure your guys know what's coming, where they're supposed to be, where that what they're supposed to do, how to play things properly and then the takeaways will come. Why right. are the Bears still going to take the ball away? Because their players play great technique, and they do enough film study where they can anticipate what other teams are going to do. Yeah. So that's what the Giants have done a better job at. They're also protecting the ball on offense, which is a big part of it, Jeff. And you put all things together. That's what the Giants are where they are. So to me, and this is kind of my larger picture thing here, people say, well, what's the big difference? It's not a big difference. And that's the thin line in the NFL, Jeff, that separates winning from losing. It's such a thin line. You just change two offensive linemen, and it allows you to completely change the way you play. You get a couple takeaways that you weren't getting earlier in the year. You close out a couple games late, like you did against Tampa, like you did against uh, the Bears, like you did against the 49ers, that you weren't closing out earlier in the year. And all of a sudden, you go from 1-7 and to 4-8, and and your season doesn't look as horrible as it did before. So... There are really just a couple plays in each game, and James Betcher says this all the time. There are, what, 80-something snaps in a football game usually, give or take? There's maybe a dozen that will determine what team wins the football game. And the Giants have the last few games, and we'll see if it continues the last four. It might not. You know, maybe the Redskins shut down the Giants' run game. Eli's got to throw it 40 times, then everything goes to hell. It's possible. Who knows? But for the last four games, the Giants... Have won those critical plays more often than they've lost. They didn't do it at the end of the Eagles game, which is why they lost that game, but they did it in the other three. And it's just such a thin line, Jeff. And, and no, I, it's, I, it is. It's, 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 it's amazing to me. Because I never thought that before I started working here. I was, you know, I was just like the guys calling up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys stink. Well, it's you know what? That maybe not.
1: Here's the other thing that makes a big difference. Whether it's <coughs> the Giants, it's Tampa Bay, it's New Orleans or Green Bay, if your quarterback is playing well and being efficient in certain areas, then your team will win football games. Okay, and if you look at look at Eli's just the first seven against the last four, I mean, just some of the career stuff he's doing this year. Okay, he's not turning the ball over as he's used to. So you know, the turnover thing. The offense isn't turning it over. Yep. The, the defense is getting takeaways. There's a recipe for success. So, But you know what? It's funny because it's just a fine line. And really when you say that those 12 plays, you could go back and look at all the games on, this, on the schedule this year that these Giants have always played, and you would be able to dissect in those games. With with exception, maybe a few. 10 or 12, 13 plays, it would make the difference in a game if the Giants did this and the other team didn't do that,
0: period. All right, well, I hope that answered the uh, tweeter's question from a couple of days ago. I think we got into that pretty in-depth, Yeah, there's and a big difference.
1: And, it, and one other thing, too, that people – this isn't a statistic. This is something that you – it's built within the team, and it's called confidence and leadership and, and building the culture. Con- and, and culture around the team. And as much as we talk about it and people may not want to know, I've been in locker rooms all my life, and I know I've been on good teams and bad teams, this makes a difference. Just look at last year, and look at this year. That's all I have to say when it comes to culture and the guys that are around there. You've got a lot of good guys in this locker room. A lot of high character people that want to win football games. That makes a big difference.
0: And Jeff has played on some of the best teams. Oh, there's no question. And he has played on some of the worst. He was really on really bad. Teams. He was on the Patriots and they were terrible. He was, was on, on the, the Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Oh when my They were goodness. a laughingstock yeah. of the league. Oh,
1: it was it was horrible. And by the eighth game of the year, you were out of the playoffs, and you were like, you talk about culture. Wow. this is a bad culture. Thank God I lived there. It was you know, like Baggy Day in week
0: 11, right?
1: Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> Nobody wanted to come to work. <laughs> so, I mean, and again, it was just like, you know, you're playing for your job at that point yeah. in time, and... You know, so I, I always came to work ready to go, but there wasn't a lot of people like that.
0: Okay, so let's do it. 201-939-4513. We want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the season, and we have a full bank of calls. Uh, so let's do it. Roy in South Carolina. What's up, Roy?
4: Hey, guys.
0: Hi. Hey, buddy.
4: Uh, you know, uh, just to kind of uh, ride that train that you guys were talking about, um, you know, one of the biggest intangibles I could see in the last game and the last couple of games is I think Eli has a lot of confidence with his O-line.
1: Sure. Well, yeah, you can you know? see it. You well, can Ro- just see it in his in his the way he reacts in the pocket. Yeah, and you know,
0: pocket. Roy, it's funny and and aside from what I talked about before like the play calling and the scheme helping the offensive line, the other thing Eli and I talked about today when when I interviewed him and and I said, you know, Eli, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, this is what I've seen and I said in the first half of the year You guys had plays, and me and Jeff have watched it on tape, where they were max protecting with six or seven guys, and the defense was rushing four, and the defense was still getting to Eli Manning. That's not happening anymore. You know, if, if Eli can anticipate pressure, if a team's blitzing or he knows it's a precarious situation, he knows he has to get rid of the ball quick. When you're designing a play to max protect to throw the ball down the field and the guy still get to you, it has, the play has yep. no chance to succeed. Zero. Those types of plays aren't happening as much anymore. And I think that lends to your point and why he has more confidence in that group to block for him.
1: He's also yep. one other thing too, Roy. Yep. The reason I I believe this, I think that if you look at the last at the second half of the season, Eli Manning has been under center way more than he was at the beginning of the season. And I think that he plays way better from under center on his drop back passes than he does in that stupid shotgun.
0: And by the way, in, on those under center passes, Roy, very few straight dropbacks. Most of them are play oh, action. Yep, or a or, get out of the pocket, or move roll. in the pocket. Yep. Absolutely, hundred percent.
4: I remember you brought that up uh, several weeks ago about the fact that. He, yeah. he does so much better in the pocket, and and you're right. And he, you know, just he timing. can move.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
4: He can move. You
0: know. <laughs> a little
4: know? bit. So, um, well, anyway, um, anybody can move Manhattan, if somebody's coming at him. Um, I'm in South Carolina, and we're coming back to Manhattan next week.
1: All right. Good. Nice. And stay out I of Times Square. <laughs> yeah. Don't go near yeah. there.
4: Yeah. And so, um, we're hoping to get tickets for Sunday's game with the Titans. And if not, I'm looking for a nice bar to go to where we could watch the game.
0: Well, I can give you a perfect – well, and actually that's a home game. That's next week. Yeah.
1: yeah I was going to say the same thing. If you're coming in this week, we're going to be at this certain bar that we do our pregame show from.
0: Yeah, that'll be a barley corn in uh, downtown Manhattan on Park Place. So that's for road games. For home games, um, I know um, – I don't know if I'm allowed to give out any promotions here. But I'll give out one because it's a flagship station. I know uh, Mark Malusis and David Deal every Sunday morning on FAN host a show from the bar Reds which is, I believe, in East Rutherford, if I'm not mistaken, but you can look that up online where that one is. That's really the only one I can give you um, in terms of where you can go watch the game more. But quite honestly, the Giants, you know, it's not guaranteed they'll be mathematically eliminated by them, but there's a good chance they will be. You probably are not going to have that many issues finding tickets on the secondary market if you want to get them. Yeah, just
1: drive into the stadium. You'll find them. Handing them out on the side of the road once in a while too.
4: <laughs> watch it, watch it. <laughs> no, you're gonna have
1: to buy them. I'm just saying they're not giving them away. You have to buy them, but that's where you can get them. I All see right. it every week. All right, All right, thank you, All Roy. All right, guys, take that's care. Have no
0: Thank you, Roy. Appreciate it. Right. And of course, you know, sometimes season ticket holders give their tickets back, and can always check the box office too. And I only say that because available.
1: there's these people are crazy. <laughs> I'm serious. You'll be driving by, and they just jump out with their stupid car, and I need tickets. They don't need tickets. They need tickets to buy from you, and then they sell them. That's what they do. Anyways, you should be able to find him.
0: Jeff breaking down the yeah giant <laughs> the ticket third, the, black market. <laughs> the black market. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I've almost run those people over before. Do
0: you have any other insights on illegal activities around the nope. Meadowlands area? Nope. All right, I know 20, nothing about it. Two one nine three nine four five one three. Let's go to Sean in Brooklyn. He's up next. Hi, Sean. Sean.
5: Hey, how are you? What's up, buddy? All right, um, I have a point. Okay, a question. Okay, and then I have a draft prediction.
0: All right, lead off, okay. Lead off with your point.
5: All right, the point I'm looking at is, um, we definitely, definitely have improved on the offensive line, which I appreciate. Um, so I'm wondering, are they able to sign back the um, right guard that they got? Um, sure. Is, is he is is he a free agent next year
0: yes he's on the last year of his contract uh the Giants certainly if they want to bring him back they should be able to if they can obviously come to some kind of negotiation on it
5: oh okay all right um the question I have is how many years is left on Vernon's contract I'm just curious because Shoot. I noticed the last two years um, he's kind of been banged up um yeah you he know, has I mean been. he's playing better now but you know I don't want that to be a resounding I, I I'm under the impression that's kinda the reason why they got rid of JPP, you know. So uh, well, unfortunately, the last
0: yeah, Sean. unfortunately the last two years he's had the ankle injury. He has two years left in his contract after this one that's is over. Um and, and unfortunately, you know, the ankle is has kinda hurt him and I think he's only now getting fully healthy from it. Those high ankle sprains can last a long time. They're a real pain in the butt. Um and we'll see. I mean the Giants will have a decision to make um, there are ways to get out of contracts before they're over if the Giants decide that's in the best interest of the team. I don't know if they're thinking that with Vernon or not, uh, but it's something you can look at uh, when you're trying to manage your salary cap moving forward. But he still certainly is the best pure pass rusher on this roster, and it's not close. We saw what he could do last week against a pretty good left tackle and charge Leno Jr. Um, but we'll see. Uh, you're right. I think the last two years, Jeff, it's fair to say they've been disappointing, and a lot of it because of the injuries.
5: No, a lot okay. of it has been, yeah. And my final take is um, my draft prediction. I know everybody's been all over the carousel, but for me, I think with the pick, and especially if they continue to win the rest of these games, probably get in the playoffs or not, I'm not going to do the math on that, but I think they should just go for a straight pass rusher. Um, There's a few in the draft. That defense is already young as it is already. Um, You put a pure pass rusher in there, maybe a Nick Bosa, whoever's the top premieres, and and I think defensively if we can stay in games and if we can sign back the right guard, I think the future next year is is bright. Good.
1: You know what? You make a good point, and I'll I'll put it this way. you Look how exciting Saquon Barkley was, okay, on the offensive side of it. I think just as important, maybe not as exciting, but the fact is that if you did get a pure pass rusher, an edge rusher that can make some – like a Bosa, I mean – not saying his brother's going to be as good as Nick Bosa. Well, but a
0: lot of people think Nick is a better prospect than Joey, believe it or not. Okay, yeah, so, well, and the
1: fact, just how exciting it, it, it uh, makes a defense when you have a guy like that to play.
0: Unfortunately... As the Giants continue to win football games, they're not going to get them. They ain't getting Nick Bosa, but, but, and they're but, probably not going to get the big kid from Alabama either, Quinn and Williams, who's a monster defensive tackle. There's so, a lot
1: of them in the draft this year, though.
0: They're saying maybe seven or eight of the top ten players in this draft could all be defensive linemen or outside we, linebacker, pass rusher. So, we remember last year uh, we are talking about. Saying that there will be a lot of yeah. options for the Giants here when they decide to if they decide to go the route of pass rusher uh, in April's draft. Thanks for the call, pal.
5: Yeah, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Don't mean to bring up. Um, Dane Brueglers are guys, like, top 10 here, just to give you an idea of who's yeah, in there. Quickly, real yeah, real quickly,
1: yeah. Real quick. I mean, I, I, out of 10, out of just off the top of my head, I bet there's going to be at least four in the top 10.
0: I mean Let me see if I can find Dane's thing real quick here. Um, here we go. Dane's top 32 for 2019. Bosa
1: might be the number one pick.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, let me, let, me, let, me, let me try to find this as we go to our next caller, okay?
4: Oh, boy. Oh, we know who this is. I got a bad feeling about this. Hallelujah.
5: Losing his mind.
4: Mr. Illness. He wasn't right and had enough jokes.
6: I am happy. You're madman. My- here we go. Are you Hello, happy,
0: Charlie? Charlie. Are you happy, Charlie? Charlie Hi there?
1: Did he drop? Oh, we're happy we dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, pay your phone bill. That's what happens when he, you don't pay he, your phone he got bill. got so
0: excited that he heard his opening, he accidentally hung up on himself. That's unbelievable. Excellent job, Charlie. Excellent excellent job.
1: I would imagine that Charlie is happy these, these days being the offensive line is playing a little bit better and and, uh, and
0: somehow they managed to do it without re-signing Will Beatty. I don't know how they managed that. And but I they can did. tell you,
1: I'm going to tell you exactly why Charlie's calling and he hopefully he'll call back to affirm this, confirm this. He's calling because he wants to talk about how Amame and and Eric Flowers played <laughs> last night on Thursday Night Football. That's my guess. You're probably right. I going to be. Is that is it's, what it's going to be. Which is it has nothing to do
0: with the Giants right now. Which is why it's so funny. <laughs> uh. Charlie, you're laughing as you're dialing, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Um, I have his most recent mock draft, okay? Uh, this came out on December 3rd. Oh, it's last week. This is perfect. And we, we had Dane on during the bye week to talk about some of these guys. So, um, he is Bosa going first, okay? Uh, Quinnen Williams, the guy I just mentioned, the defensive tackle from Alabama going second to the to the Raiders. Uh, Jets third, Rashawn Gary, the edge rusher out of Michigan. There's three out of three defensive line. Uh, then fourth overall, Arizona Cardinals, the big offensive tackle for the I mean, Alabama, big. Jonah Williams, who will be the first tackle drafted, by the way. Uh, fifth, he has Justin Herbert. Again, if he comes out, sure. we'll see. Yep. Going to the New York football giants. At six, he is Dwayne Haskins on the top 10. Going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to need to find out a little bit more about that guy. And you know what, though? I've heard a lot of other people are moving him into the top 10, top 15. I know he's only started one year, he's a redshirt sophomore. And I have not watched a ton of Ohio State. Dan Salomon tells me he's the best thing since sliced bread, but he told me that about Cardell Jones, too. So I can't trust anything he tells me. He is an Ohio State guy, by the way. Um, But some people think he's raw, but he's got a lot of talent. So I've not watched enough of him to have an opinion. I've seen a little bit of Herbert, and I think he's pretty good. Uh, Seven, Greedy Williams, the cornerback out of LSU. And now we're going to get a slew of defensive linemen and pass rushers. Ed Oliver, the big defensive tackle out of Houston, who's kind of an athletic freak. Even though he doesn't have a ton of production sack wise, only 280 pounds. Um, Josh Allen, edge rusher out of Kentucky, really good player, not the quarterback. Uh, Jakai Polite, I forgot that pronunciation right, edge rusher out of Florida at 10. Well, look, there's right there. There you go. That's six out of 10. Six out of 10. And then you got other guys in the first round, just in the top 15. Uh, Mac Wilson, linebacker, uh, Alabama. You got uh, after that. Um, Clellan Farrell out of Clemson, Jeffrey Simmons, Mississippi State, Montez Sweat, Mississippi State, uh, Devin White, linebacker, LSU. So a lot of guys in your defensive front if you want to address that area of your team. In and the then draft one more year. quarterback in there from Mizzou. What is that, Drew Locke? Yeah. He's the guy that I think – well, some people think second round for him, but we'll see. Okay.
1: So obviously, the, you know, if you are on the radar for a quarterback this year, you're certainly not the, not the greatest – Pickens, if you will and this is
0: what happens i mean i feel like and again i i have not watched these quarterbacks so i can't tell you for sure this is the case but every year you eventually figure out a way to get two or three quarterbacks in the first round right the yeah, question is they, whether they, it, <laughs> the question is whether or not they deserve to be there because we've seen how about go back to the year where you know back in 2011 draft well do you I, think do
1: you think all of them
0: this year deserved to be where they were no I think only three quarterbacks deserve to be first-round picks this year if you draft them by pure ability and ready to play.
1: Okay, so you definitely think about um, Donald. Yep,
0: he's my guy. You know that. And Mayfield, and then, I like, to And too.
1: Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And then your third guy? It was is, Rosen. Was Josh Rosen. Okay.
0: So I would not have picked Allen or Jackson, at least in the top 20 picks. Maybe in the back end of the first round, I would have selected one of those two guys. Mm-hmm. I just think both of them are very, very raw. Okay. Um, what do you think?
1: you think that uh, Herbert's coming out?
0: No. He's gonna stay. Another I year. I do. Um, he, he's a pretty unique situation. He's from Eugene, so he grew up a Ducks fan. Um, he wants to win there, and he thinks that enough players are coming back, where a lot of his group is coming back next year, that they can win the Pac-12 next year and maybe go to the football playoff, college football playoffs. And the bigger factor, his younger brother is gonna be a oh, freshman right. wide receiver them, yeah. next year. Yeah. And they think that he wants to play with him. So that would be another factor. And I've heard so much rumbling that he's going to stay in school. I tend to believe that right now.
1: Okay. Okay. Which then then would leave you with just two other quarterbacks. Possibly and and and,
0: and Locke's not a top fifteen pick. He's a back end of the first round guy, if anything. So, you so you you're got looking at Haskins, State guy. and he started what how I many ten games this year, whatever it is. Now yeah. his numbers are unbelievable. You know, look what he did to Michigan, who's supposed to have the best defense in college football. But so early on, you
1: got to think that the Giants, and this is again, this is just what we think, is that O line or uh, edge rusher is where you go. I mean,
0: Oh, Gentleman likes drafting guys up front, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean there you go. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, By the way, back to 2011, is the point I was making. Cam Newton goes first, right? Here are other players picked in the top 15 that year. Von Miller, Marcel Darius, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, Tyron Smith, J.J. Watt. All right? Those are pretty good names, right? That's the top 11. By the way, and not in order, but those are the guys that are in there. I'm going to list the other guys that managed to sneak in there somehow. Jake Locker. Christian Ponder, (laughs) Blaine Gabbert, and this is the year where teams are desperate for quarterbacks and they pick the three best guys and they say, well, they're first round picks because they're the three best quarterbacks. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're a first round quarterback. They just have to be the best quarterback coming out that particular year. So again, I have not watched enough of this quarterback class to make that call. I don't know, but this does happen sometimes and you got to watch out for it. Mm -hmm. No question. That's all I'm saying.
1: Going back to 2011.
0: And this is, this is one of my favorite drafts of all time. It's a monster draft. No, really Nate Solder is. was that year. Robert Quinn was that year. Ryan Kerrigan was that year. Mike Pouncey was that year. Mark Ingram. Anthony Costanzo was that year. The running back for the Saints, Jimmy Smith, the cornerback, was this year. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson was this year. Uh, even Andy Dalton and Kaepernick, both second-round quarterbacks, were this year. Uh, I believe DeMarco Murray was a third or fourth round pick this year. Richard Sherman was a fifth round pick this year. I mean, there was like a laundry list of Hall of Famers that went in this draft. It really is an—and Justin Houston was in this draft. It was just an unbelievable list of really good players. A lot
1: of Miami players in 2011, too. The Giants drafted Prince,
0: by the way, that year. Yep. Two picks after Nate Solder, three picks after um, Ryan Kerrigan.
1: Which, by the way, Ryan Kerrigan these
0: days is a giant killer. (laughs) Boy, I I, you, you know, I I wrote that in my Redskins preview, uh, that I think it's up on giants.com already. And my point was, boy, giant fans got to be tired of seeing this guy. I mean,
1: he's, he's, like, the, a, he's like the Jason Witten now. We don't yeah, think like, he is, seriously. He won't I, go away, he will not go away. And he, you know, he's a guy that just doesn't get out of the lineup either. I mean, he started so many games for them straight. I mean, I remember years ago he was hurt, but then all of a sudden, bam, he's. But he is a good player, a really good player. And he's player. not like
0: the flashy, you know, Von Miller, super bendy, yeah, off the edge, you know, a, turn the corner. He just – he's that guy's a football player, man. He is he a is. football player. He brings player.
1: his lunch pail to work every day. That's who he is. So, Charlie never wanted to call us back. That's fine,
0: Charlie. 201-939-4513. We'll get back to your calls in just one second. We'll remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light rewards app to claim – Amazing Giants prizes oh, throughout is. the year, Charlie. I'm not playing your open, and he hung up again. Charlie, he must be out in the forest or something like that, trying to collect some arnica to apply on a muscle pull or something like that. He <laughs> couldn't out a tree here or there or something like that, or no, some or, mushrooms, or, or maybe he's trying to find you some more lobsters. Maybe he's like going through traps. <clears throat> maybe he's underwater. Your phone doesn't work underwater, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> what did you watch in the game last night? By the way. I watched the first half and then was just... I turned know. it on the third quarter, then I quickly turned it off. So I did not um, see a lot of it.
1: And as I was going from upstairs to downstairs last night, I missed the run by Henry. I was able to watch it on the replay. But what a run that was. Yeah, someone might want to try to tackle him time. So next let me time. ask you... <laughs> I, were you more impressed with the 99-yard run? Or you were you just like, how can you not score from the one-yard line?
0: I was more impressed by how after being down 30-9 to nine and getting run on for like 300 yards, the Jacksonville Jaguars were like, in the faces of the Titans talking smack to them after stopping them on a fourth down in the fourth quarter after you've been dominated all game and you got like A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey and like Miles Jack like pointed in the Titans' faces talking all sorts of smack Whatever. after they got destroyed for three and a half quarters.
1: I just could see body language out of the Jaguar; They didn't want to be there last night. That team did not you want didn't to think play. think so? No, no. This, and again, like next week, I saw the, the, the advertisement for next week's game. Which Thursday is amazing, night. by the way. Because they actually dominated the Colts last week, the Jaguars. Like, What happened? Shut them out. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, the Colts are good offensively. Uh, they're they're kind of crazy. They also showed Coach Coughlin up in the booth, and he was about losing his yeah, mind. Yeah, Papa
0: was telling me that he did not look like a happy camper. No, no. and You um, think he's coaching next year?
1: I don't. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't think he's going to do that again. I just think that he's going to have a big hand in what's going on down there and
0: Do you um, think Marones coaching next year? No. Is no. that fair? Made well, the playoffs I mean, last year, got I, to a uh, couple plays away from going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so this would be his first
1: bad year, I guess. I mean, he came in what was how many games left? The last, the first year he got, a couple games, remember? It was a f- couple games and then he went I don't know. I I just offensively, I think they I I they 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 should have quit on Blake Bortles way before. Well, the
0: problem that they ran into and we talked about this last offseason is that that fifth year, he was on his fifth year option contract, right? But that's guaranteed for injury. And he had that wrist surgery in like February and that guaranteed that fifth year option, so and they they had, plan. they had to have him on the on the year on on the team for something like 20 something million dollars. But and then they tried to extend him to kind of, you know, bridge that cap room from one year to the next and now they're stuck with him for another year. I mean, it's it's a oh, mess. It is, it, is a, it is a rough situation. Boy, that, that kid, he got the You know what beat out of him, huh? The Eric Flowers, Patrick Omame, did left side of the you, line, did not Did any working? of you
1: watch the pregame where um, Vrabel was out there <laughs> getting blocked by his offensive lineman? I did not. Or defensive lineman? No, what was going on? He wears this, like, it's like a shield, okay? It's almost like a, uh, a vest that a police officer would wear. He puts over the head. And the defensive linemen were actually... Up on him, and, and he was blocking them. Former linebacker. He's crazy. <laughs> the head coach? <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool, man. I, I, I mean, why not? You can still do it. He loves the game. He looks like a wackadoo, though, man. i tell you what. <laughs> I bet he loses it sometimes in some of those meetings because he's got a screw loose.
0: Is there any better way... To segue to Charlie than to calling somebody a wackadoo. Whackadoo. I don't think so. Charlie, <laughs> let's try this one last time. Otherwise
1: it's three hey guys, strikes and you're out. Hey guys, Hi. I'm
6: sorry I had to cut out on you. But
1: uh Well, give hey. us the reason. We'd like to know the reason. Where you like well
6: the reason the reason is I'm working, actually, to tell you the truth. Work
1: schmirk. <laughs> there you go. That's a good reason.
6: <laughs> and uh somebody uh anyway. They, uh, they're gone so i'm, I'm uh, available hey i just wanted to say i had to watch Lucky i had to wa- <laughs> i had to watch the game last night i had to watch flowers and Omame do they do their great thing and it was just like oh so glad they're not on our team anymore so you know? i have
0: a question did you hear what jeff said the last time you hung up on us or no No, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) Well, let me repeat
1: what I said. The only reason that Charlie's calling today is because he wants to talk about the game last night with Flowers and Omame. (laughs) That's exactly what I said.
6: I knew it. We read you like a book. Yeah. Hey, the, well, the thing is, is now, now David Deal is like tweeting, like, um, boy, he is Eric Flowers has never learned technique. I can't believe it. You know, he's why is he? He's not even an NFL player. And I've been saying that for three years. And you're oh, not right even right an now, NFL player. Need to figure that out. Yeah, no,
1: <laughs> no. I actually, I felt bad for both of them last night watching that because I was like, wow, okay, so this is
0: not good. By the way, I have a theory. On, I have a theory on Patrick Omame because I, I did watch. Like, his full season worth of snaps last year with the Jaguars, I think he was pretty good. I think his move to right guard here screwed him up. I think he's probably a better left guard than a right guard. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe his play has just fallen off a cliff for a reason I don't know. But the player that I saw here with the Giants was not the same player I saw on tape with the Jaguars last year. He just wasn't. I don't know if moving from 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 left to right had something to do with it. Maybe, maybe I'm you know giving him too much credit. I don't know. But I'm still surprised how poorly he played here. I really did not see that coming. I got to be honest.
1: Well, you got to be happy with what you're seeing out of this offensive line now, Charlie. Right?
6: Hey, oh yeah, definitely. Hey, and we still got hope. You know, we end up eight and eight. This is what's going to have to happen. Dallas is going to lose the rest of their games. Philly's got to lose the rest of their games except beating Dallas this week. And Washington can win one out of their last three because we're going to beat them this Sunday. And we will win the division. Uh, The game against Dallas will be for the division title. That would be insane. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be insane? You know what
1: would be insane about it is all the people that have sold their tickets for that game. (laughs) 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 Could you imagine? I mean that would just be insane if that would that would be great. Don't that would be amazing. Don't oh, look. Charlie, yeah, don't make have, me be the yeah. wet
0: blanket here, please. <laughs> yeah, don't, <no>.
1: don't, <laughs> don't It's just fun don't, to think about don't it, don't right? Make me it's be just the fun blanket. to talk about. It's not gonna happen.
6: Hey Jeff, you'll have to if it happens. You have to invite me down so I can sit in the booth with you guys and watch the game. Well, I'm, I'm
1: I, I, by the way, I wouldn't mind doing that, but I don't have that discretion to be able to say yes to that. I'm sure if you requested right.
0: an extra <laughs> <laughs> credential, Jeff, you could get one. Just, just don't request it from me. By the way, Charlie, it'll be great. <laughs> Jeff will make sure he positions you right in between him and Detino. Yes. Because Detino oh. is very difficult to watch a game with. He gets very physical. He'll do a lot of grabbing yes, and like slamming. punching you when things I can't are bad. Believe it. Yeah, like a lot of that. So Jeff would put you right next to him, and I think Russ All is right. with you guys too, right? So he could put you right between Russ oh. and Detino. No, It'll no, be no. perfect. So
1: in the booth, imagine this, Charlie, and you commiserate with me, please. To the left of me is Paul Detino, and to the right <laughs> of me is Russ Salzberg. Oh During my the God. games. God help me. By the way, I do invite you to
0: sit in the radio booth with us if you want to. You're know, invited I, to do that. I
1: understand that. I understand that. But I
0: just feel I have I, enough I, characters in that. But I could squeeze uh, one more in. Geez. All right. No, you if have I, a lot of characters in that case, booth. If
6: that's the case, I will come down. All Definitely right. For that game. Yeah. You,
1: you have to leave on Friday.
0: All right. So, so, far away. so Jeff, do you want to watch a game with Charlie? I'm going to leave this up to you. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. I don't care. listen. I, I hope
1: it happens. Yeah, I'll watch a game with you if if this happens. If the scenario goes All right. through. And then the John, the wet blanket John will have to not show up for that game. (laughs) <laughs> then all hell will break loose because nobody else knows what to do.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: At least someone recognizes that I appreciate
6: Don't it. Don't tell Lance, though. Don't oh, no, Lance. Lance. Lance, Lance.
0: You know, Lance would be thrilled. He would just keep doing his pregame show into play-by-play, and you would never hear Bob <laughs> Poppin'. It would just be Lance <laughs> Metal for eight straight hours. That's what it would and be. And he
1: could do it, too. He could do it for eight straight hours. I promise you. And,
0: and he would think it would be better than anything else he could have possibly done. It would yep. have been awesome. Yep.
6: All right. that's one thing you can take off your bucket list me coming down there so yeah let there you me go hold on let me look through my
1: bucket list I think it's maybe 96 pages deep here yeah yeah more like swap
0: bucket <laughs> uh, Thank you Charlie
1: have a good right, weekend guys. Charlie yeah. all right could you I mean imagine was a fun
0: it. call he was okay today
1: yeah yeah I, but I hit the nail on the head I that knew that funny. I knew exactly that's so <laughs> the way he wanted to say about his his, his ex-teammates
0: callers. I'm sorry about that. Thank, thanks for being part of the show. It's all presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app for amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Final thoughts, Jeff, either on the game, or life in general, well, no, football. On the, I, I think on Charlie, the game, whatever. I
1: think on the game that this team is is playing well, and I think that they can go down there. They're going to have to play good football, disciplined football, offensively. Run the football, not turn it over, and defensively get some turnovers. Because you know what? If they can get these turnovers and turn them into points, I don't think the Redskins can hang with the Giants. If you believe I'm saying this, offensively putting score, scoring, because the Giants have done that real well the last four games.
0: Run, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like Dinosaur D'Atino here, who's, you know, <laughs> caveman football, but I think in this game it's accurate. The Giants stop the run and run the football in this game. I don't see how they lose. Okay, and good. You know me. That's not how analytically you win football games. It's about the passing game, and I happen to agree with that still. Even with the Giants playing, you know, run first, play action, big personnel, you still have to pass the ball to win. That's the way the league is built, but you can get there a different way. But for this game, you know, you're going to be on a crappy field that Washington Redskins field is always one of the worst that Pittsburgh or two of the, And Pittsburgh has an excuse because they have all those high school games there and the Panthers play there too. Pittsburgh, the uh, university of Pittsburgh, the FedEx Field is is, is is just a slop. It looks good on TV because they paint it. Yeah, but it's painted
1: dirt. It's sand.
0: It's such a slow surface. And I think that takes the advantage away from some of the giant speed. So they have a physical defense. That's good. They will get takeaways. you you, you avoid them by running the football. If you the know, Giants run the football and stop the run, they win the game. It's that simple.
1: You take a little bit of the philosophy for the Bears into this game. The Bears team, what they do is they make you make the mistakes and cost you games. Correct. That's what the Giants have to do this week, going down to Washington. Let the let, let the Redskins, who are trying to, w- to compete for a division, let them try to to do things. That, you know, with Sanchez and all the other stuff, but they let them make the mistakes and you be the disciplined team. You'll win the game. Well, that's a quick hour today.
0: I'm with you, Jeff. I think that's what you got to do. Let the Redskins beat themselves. And don't you beat go. yourself. If the Giants yeah. don't beat themselves they don't, in this they game, win. they're going to win the game. That's and how look, they win. Not necessarily against some of the better teams in the league. You have to make plays against those teams to win. This game, if the Giants don't beat themselves, they're going to be good. And by the way, I want to say thank you to Brandon Roth. He's done a good job with us every Friday over the course of the year. If you actually had stayed down there for the entire show, I would have invited him on. He could have waved. I would have given him a high five. But I've been asking him for two weeks, what's your last show? And he kept saying today. So I was waiting for today to make this big deal, and then he leaves. He's upstairs, and he passes it off to Gio here, who did a great job, by the way. Thank you, Gio. But now so he's, he's gone. now left? So if he's... No, I'm sure he's still in the building. And if he's listening upstairs, Brandon, thank you very much. If you were down here, though, yeah. we would have made a bigger deal about it. But Brandon's been a good listener, too. He, he's a good producer. Oh, he no, also sits around and listens to our show. Yeah, and he actually listens to what we say. And like half the guys are doing something else while the show's going they on. They don't care. They don't care <laughs> about us. But Brandon does. Thank yeah. you. And he does a really good job. And we thank him. And he's starting a new job. Um, I guess I can tell where he's working, maybe. He's he's going to work for another professional sports organ uh, league. Directly for a league. Okay. So it's a good spot. He's a young kid. Does a good job. We wish him the best and thank him for all his help this year on Big Blue Kickoff Live. And for Jeff Eagles, And Fiegel's, we thank everybody else for listening. And of course, we have to kick him in the bottom of the way out the door because that's what we do to everybody here. <laughs> for Jeff Eagles, I'm John Schmelt. Thanks See for joining you us on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Uh, Giants and Redskins, Sunday kickoff in one, pregame on WFN 1130. Myself, Fegels, Meadow, Dottino. No. Make sure you check it out. And if you want to go see this handsome man and tiny little Lance Meadow sitting on his lap doing come a pregame show for about an hour and a half, man, go to Barley Corn bar. bar and Grill uh, at, uh, on Park Place in Lower Manhattan. Uh, they start the pregame show there at 1130 on Sunday. And you can come hang out. And I'm sure Lance will bring some uh, game-used items for him to sign from his intramural days playing basketball at NYU and Lincoln High School.
1: Wow, he must have got stuffed a lot. Into lockers? No, like oh. stuffed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Into lockers too. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining You us. said it. I did it. We'll see you on Monday, everybody. I'm just taking shots at everybody now. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>